Hey folks, good to see you. Well, uh, there's been so much change and it's been change whether you're ready or not. Things are changing and things have changed. And uh, this is really uh, a time like none of us have ever been through. And for some of us, the change is uh, okay. There's some good. For some of us, the, ch the changes haven't been great. Uh, but we all have to deal with change. I had a uh, really pleasantly surprising experience recently uh, talking about change. Uh, I, had, I received an email saying, hey, a friend of ours that we used to run with uh, regularly in the morning was moving out of town and they invited a, a bunch of us that used to run together to do a, a one last run with our friend. So uh, I said, yes, I'd be there. I, I haven't run at six o'clock in the morning for a long time. And uh, I know the route, it's eight miles starting from the library. And so we meet at the library and uh, there were people that I hadn't seen for like eight years, some of them. And what was really surprising to me is how some of these folks had changed. Uh, there were about, uh, I don't know, 12 of us uh, there for the run, but a large number, like four or five out of that group had lost a significant amount of weight. And it was so surprising. Like we'd all looked at each other and it was like, wow, you just look so much healthier. You look so much better. Now, runners can tend to be a little thin, but I'm talking about people that were a little overweight and now are looking like in good shape. And uh, I was kind of surprised by that because the sort of jokes that have been going around have been, you know, it's COVID-19, everybody's just uh, picking out at the refrigerator and packing on the pounds. But the reality was something totally different. So it was kind of a, a good surprise. And uh, I then was thinking about that a little bit and thought, well, obviously, a whole bunch of us are eating better. And uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping better. I think people are more intentional about uh, taking a little bit of um, downtime or, or breaks when they need to have breaks. Uh, and there's been a few healthy patterns, uh, which I've noticed. So I did notice that not all the change has been bad. But change has been happening at such a rapid rate. And I mean, it's like global. Things are changing worldwide and things are changing in our nation. And things are changing to us personally, our lifestyles and our rhythms. And so, you know, just from a, a, a national standpoint, it's like, okay, how are we going to deal with the racial issues that we got? And I actually like the new question which is being asked because it's personal. It's, Rob, what are you going to do about it? And, uh, you know, that changes things. Uh, so without going down that uh, track, I, I just also know that change for me is not just personal. I'm a pastor. And so I'm thinking like, okay, what's changing for everybody else? And, and how are you doing with change? And how are we doing as a church with change? Uh, you know, we are creatures of habit. And so when change is great, we love it. Now, in all this, I've actually noticed a whole bunch of surprising 
things which have changed that people have really loved. Or let me uh, perhaps say it this way. What would you really not want to change and go back to the way it was before COVID-19 hit? Uh, in other words, what rhythms or what part of your life is actually better or, or are you enjoying more in this time? That might be a surprise for you. For instance, the common uh, item that has come up is less commuting. I mean, I haven't heard anybody say, oh, I just can't wait to spend an hour and a half in traffic every day. But I've heard a number of people say how fantastic it is to not have commuting time and how wonderful it is to have more time early evening because you're not commuting. And then that relates to family time. It's saying, man, we're actually having better family time. I can do things early evening with my kids. And then working from home. I mean, talk about a complete change that has surprised everybody, being how much we can work at home, how much work can be done when we work at home, uh, the possibilities of this, the impact that it's going to have on downtown real estate and corporate offices. But at a personal level, uh, many people have said, I'm enjoying the flexibility of working at home. And once the initial um, setup was, was, was done and you got the right you know, connections and computers and uh, it was working, then you found that not only did you enjoy it, but people are surprised by finding that they're more productive, not less productive. And so there's just been the shift uh, and a good shift. And so the question going forward that many are, are, re are wrestling with is, okay, which of these changes, uh, ready or not, that have happened to us, do we want to actually hang on to and keep? And so uh, I want to just uh, talk about that uh, today. I want to pray, but I actually want to pray Proverbs 4.7. It says this, Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Well, we can only do that if God helps us. So let me just ask God, Jesus, we just invite you. I invite you into what I'm saying Help me, Lord, to uh, dispense your wisdom. And Lord, help us to uh, be changed as a result because you speaking to us and because you want to make changes in us that are for the better. So, Lord, I just uh, ask you to empower what I'm saying and let people, uh, by your power, by your spirit, change the things they need to change and uh, just the part of what I'm saying that doesn't apply, let it just roll off. In your name, Jesus. Amen. I want to uh, read from John chapter 15. This is such a popular uh, section of the Bible. In fact, it's one of the favorite parts of the Bible. It's one of those sections of the Bible that you tend to go back to again and again in all sorts of different seasons. And then again and again, you find it refreshing because it's the way that we understand God and it's the way that God communicates to us and it's the way that God makes changes in us if we will let him. 
So let me just read this uh, passage to you again for this time in our lives. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Let me just point out some of the obvious things here. The first part is in verse 2. It says, He cuts off every branch of, that, is, that does not produce fruit. Friends, during this time, there are things that really need to go out of our lives. There are things that we need to change. There are things that God is changing and removing and taking away. Uh, there are things that uh, we need to allow God to change. Uh, sometimes we, you know, hang on to things. But God in his wisdom knows what's best for us. And he will remove things. Uh, then the other part, of course, is this whole pruning. And it's just so classic with pruning uh, hedges or shrubs. I remember when, I was, when my daughter was younger, I'd go out and I'd prune the, the hedge or, or a shrub, and my daughter would just be mortified because, you know, she was quite confident I'd ruined the thing, killed it, uh, you know, and then surprise, in the spring it would just be thicker, more beautiful, shaped, uh, you know. So pruning is needed, it's natural, but it might seem a little painful at the time. It might even seem ugly at the time. But if it's Jesus who's pruning, if it's Jesus who's changing the way he wants us to do things or think about things or the way he wants us to spend our time, we would do well to notice because the end result is a more content, more connected life with Jesus, a life that is more full. You know, the one thing that I believe Jesus wants to do when he prunes us is to pour out his love for us. He wants to uh, shape us in a way that we are containers or able to handle more of his love. And when we are immersed in his love, when God just showers his love down on us, it changes everything. I mean, we start getting excited. We start finding ourselves having vision. We start having energy. We start having compassion for other people. We start thinking about other people. It's a normal, natural thing when we are, you know, in God's love, when God pours out his love, when he prunes us and shapes us. The primary thing that happens is that we receive and experience much more of God's love. And when we do that, we are changed people for the better. Uh, so that's where I'm going uh, with this today. And I uh, wanted to uh, just say that, you know, we need to allow God to change us. Change typically takes place first in us before 
our, we can be used to be effective with change through us. In other words, we need to experience God's love ourselves, and it needs to be deep and profound before we can go out and tell people about God's love and you know, give advice on what others need to be doing. If we've been filled, if we've been changed with God's love first, we are effective at being an agent, a disciple, a, a useful tool to God in loving others and changing others. So what are the, some of the things which have been like helpful to me during this time? I think one of them is slowing down. Um, I mean, I say that slowing down and speeding up at the same time. But I mean, working from home and spending more time at home has meant more time, in my case, with Liz, my wife. And that has been a really rich and positive experience. Uh, it's been really refreshing and rewarding. And for those of you that have kids at home, this hopefully, if you're a functional family, this has been a blessed time. You've had more time with your kids uh, and you're enjoying your kids more. Another surprising thing that I've noticed is I've worked from home is I can't really find where I want to work. I, I, I've ended up most liking to work on my back porch. Uh, and I realized that I really love the view onto my garden. Uh, it's, uh, I find it tranquil. And I've been surprised at how much I've noticed nature and enjoyed nature. I've had an increased uh, observation of what's happening in my back door, in my backyard, which has probably always been happening there. Just never knew it. I've been aware of the activity. For instance, uh, I saw a female hen turkey come running down the bank because it had a red-tailed hawk attached to its back. I I've never seen a hawk attack a fully grown female turkey. And the turkey got to the bottom of the hill and she flapped her wings uh, in distress and the hawk flew off into the tree. And the hawk sat in the tree and the turkey watched the hawk and the hawk watched the turkey. And they both watched each other for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden the turkey got its wings and walked off. And I thought, what an incredible observation. And as I was just enjoying that and enjoying nature, uh, and I just saw the way the, the turkey just shrugged off that attack, I thought, yeah, me too. Just fluff your feathers and move on. <laughs> so I just enjoyed it. Well, uh, you know, likewise, uh, just start noticing more activity. I, I, I happen to like watching birds. And then I read this article that uh, American bald eagle, I'd seen one for the first time in my town uh, over the winter on the lake, on the frozen lake. And uh, I was astonished at seeing bald eagles for the first time, only to read an article that for the first time, get this, in 115 years, there's a pair of bald eagles that are producing an offspring on Cape Cod. First time in 115 years. Now, great. I find that exciting. I find that uplifting. I'm enjoying uh, nature. Whatever it is for you folks, you know, what is it that's beneficial for you during this time? Whether it's porch time like me, just, you know, enjoying 
the outdoors, enjoying my house, quite honestly. But the question is, what is God doing in you at this time? What in all of this stuff is God doing in you at this time? And what I'm trying to get at is take notice of that. Even though these are strange times, and probably not our choice of how we would like to be seeing a society and things run, what is God doing that's good? The flip side is, and it's kind of obvious side, there's just been a lot of negative. Now, I don't want to just talk about you know how wonderful everything is if you're in a stage where things are not good for you. I mean, I, I find it particularly uh, distressing, actually, uh, when you hear people that are overly triumphant. You know, it's just, everything's just great. You know, praise God, it's just fantastic. You know, my mother died from COVID-19. Praise God, she's going to heaven. You know, get over it. It's like, wait, wait. Yes, you know, it's good to be optimistic, and we do need to be optimistic. But on the other hand, we can't minimize our pain or our, the predicament that we find ourselves in. We have to process that and process that in a hopeful, positive way. Uh, let, me just, let me just park here for a moment because there's a number of you who I know this is a particularly difficult time. A difficult time with loneliness. It's a particularly difficult time for people suffering from depression. We know from statistics that medication is like way up. We know that the suicide rate at the moment is like way up. And domestic violence is way up. I mean, we know that things are not going great for a significant chunk of our society, which... We are church. That means for a significant number of you, this is a particularly difficult and challenging time. And again, depending which industry you happen to be in, this can be boom time. Or it can be a complete bust. And it's so unpredictable. I mean, you can be in the medical field and this is really difficult time. Uh, or, you know, the obvious, if you're in the airline industry or uh, international travel, this is a difficult time. And if your business is related to that, uh, this has not been great. So how do we deal with some of that? I want to read Lamentations chapter 3 to you. Now, this is kind of, uh, in one way for me, kind of comical, because when you're feeling uh, down uh, or depressed, Normally, you wouldn't read the book of Lamentations. You would go and read the book of Philippians or some other section. But there's gold. There's absolute gold here. And I just wanted to read this uh, for a second. Let's just park over here. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19 says this. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. 
friends, some of you have had close family die of COVID-19. Some of you have had to deal with the sickness. And some of you have just had to deal with uh, the ramifications of not being in society as normal, that there's dysfunctionality, and this is a difficult time. But look what verse 21 says. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. And this is a song which many of you are familiar with, with that has been written from the following verses. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is, with, so it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Friends, the reason that verse is so uh, powerful for me is that it's real. It doesn't minimize the pain. It recognizes the pain, but it also recognizes that we can't stay there. We've got to spend time there. We can't get out of it too quickly. We need to process it. But it, we, we're processing it with the hope that Jesus is going to get us through, and when we get through, is going to be something worth living for. Is there's going to be a surprise? There's going to be something pleasant, even if we don't experience it right at this moment. So again, uh, I just ask you: What is God doing in you in this time? Is this a time of dealing with grief, of pain, of loss, of discomfort? But what is God doing in you? I think we need to press into that and uh, get hope. Now, obviously, our hope is in, in Jesus. And yes, we need to use the resources that are around us, like, you know, help that we can get from, you know, public and nonprofit organizations. And also, there's incredible amount of hope that comes through the church just being together. There is something incredibly helpful in knowing what's normal uh, as we gather together. But what is God doing in you? And not only in you, but also in your family, particularly in your kids. Friends, during this time, has this been a time of growth in your kids because you're spending more time with them and you can talk to them about the Lord and you can explain the Bible to them? Or has this been a desert for your kids because they don't come to church and there's no Sunday school and you haven't connected in on the online stuff that we're providing? How is it going for you? Do an evaluation. What is God doing in you? Is there a hunger in you? I just want to finish this way. Uh, if you are not sure of what God is doing in you, Here's three quick, simple things. Make healthy adjustments with your eating, with your sleeping, with your walking, with what you're watching, 
Maybe you want to watch less TV and read something more uplifting. These are spiritual practices. The second thing I would say is very important. Find gratitude. We need to be finding gratitude in our daily uh, lives. If you're going through a difficult season in your life, this might be a grind, but find it. On the other hand, if this is a great season in your life, it's easy. Just express it. But we need to be looking for things that we can be grateful for and expressing that. Uh, you know, if you're battling, just look at what you do have and look at who you have and give thanks for that. But an, a, 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 re, a regular practice of gratitude in a time like this will take you far. It will really help you. Thirdly, not only make uh, you know, healthy adjustments and not only find gratitude in the day-to-day, -day, but also take some time for self-reflection. You might be asking yourself, God, what are you doing? Maybe you want to pause. Maybe you want to journal. Maybe you want to just reflect a little bit. And for many of you, this has been a rich season of just pausing and reflecting and thinking about, God, what do I need to adjust in my life? Friends, we cannot control our circumstances, but we can control our response and our attitudes. And that's what I want us to do. As we are thrust in a time of change, look for the good, find gratitude. Let me just uh, end in prayer. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you that you've given us this time where you are the vine. We are connected to you. You give us life. And Lord, if we remove ourselves from you, we dry up. And so, Lord, we want to do everything we can at this time in our lives to say more of you. We want to be connected to you. We want to hear your voice. We want you to fill us. So, Lord, I just pray for your people that they would experience you at this time. And Lord, that you would make the changes, the pruning, the throwing away, that would greatly improve our lives going forward. Do it, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, folks.